Do you remain standing and join in reciting with me the Shema, which our Lord Jesus would have recited every day of his life? Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We continue on our sermon series following after the narrative of Easter, and we find ourselves this morning in Luke chapter 24 with Jesus on the road to Emmaus. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And Jesus said to them, How foolish are you, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked, while we were on the road, and he opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. When I was in second grade, I woke up one morning not feeling well. When I came downstairs to tell my mom that I was sick and needed to stay home from school, and she tried to persuade me otherwise. Are you sure you're feeling ill? Yeah, my stomach hurts right here. Um, Well, you seemed fine last night. I know, but it hurts really bad. Well, why don't you just try going to school? I really don't feel well. Maybe I should stay home. No, I think you should go to school. My mom had an appointment that afternoon she knew about, and she knew she didn't want to cancel her day. 
I went on to school and I was fine. Spent the morning in class and everything was going well. And before my mom left for an appointment, she called the school to check on me. The teacher was on her lunch break and she said, he's doing fine, he's actually out at recess right now. And my mom went on to her appointment. Meanwhile, out on the playground, I was running around, not feeling well with a bad stomach, and ended up throwing up on the playground. It was back in the days when the custodians were called and they sprinkled that disgusting powder over the puke and they just left it there for everyone to see. Not something a second grade kid wants to see around his friends when he doesn't feel well. Immediately rushed to the nurse's office, I sat by the table as the nurse called my mom. I was ready to go home. But my mom wasn't there. She had gone off to her appointment. So the second on the list was my dad, who left the office and quickly came to pick me up. Dad scooped me up, put me in the car, took me home, led me upstairs to my room where he closed the blinds, turned off the lights, tucked me in, and said goodnight. I lay in my bed, the room dark, alone, wondering where in the world was my mom. See, when dad was sick, dad would go into his room, draw the blinds, go to sleep for about 16 hours every day until he was better. What he didn't realize that sick days were more like restoration days for us. Of course, we had to take the mandatory nap but we got to play games, watch movies, and receive very good care during the day. I waited in the dark room alone until my mom came home that day. The care we receive from moms is unique, I think most of us would admit. It's different, it's important, it keeps us going. I thought this week of a situation of a friend of mine when she's in her first year of law school and she phones home late at night in her first semester, the evening before her first final exam. She's nervous, she's worried and doesn't feel like she's studied enough. Now normally this would be a call that her mother would take, but because her dad is an attorney, he decides he is fit to handle the call. So he said, what's going on, honey? And she starts to explain to him I have my contracts final tomorrow, and I'm nervous. See, in law school, you can go an entire semester without having an exam, so the entire grade depends on the one exam. And this is her first final. She explains how she's worried, she's nervous, and her anxiety, she hasn't prepared as much as she should. The things she has questions about for her contracts exam, her father patiently listens as she enumerates all the anxieties and reasons why she will not do well. And then he said, well, honey, that makes sense. If you haven't prepared that much, you probably don't, won't do that well. All the while, laying in bed next to him, his wife is saying, hand me the phone, hand me the phone, hand me the phone. The daughter starts to cry. The dad is surprised and hands the phone over to mom who walks her through how she's doing, encourages her on all the work she's done, and helps put her back together before the test the next morning. We get a different reality from the different people that care for us. And moms don't just hold it together for the kids, they hold it together for the whole family, right? I can remember when we were away at school and we'd call home 
and dad would answer and we'd get what I call the three-point check. How are you? How is school? Do you need money? Here's your mom. (laughs) Five minutes tops and then passing the phone off to mom who would actually talk to you. Then one day I phone home and my dad picks up. I get the three-point check and then my dad starts loitering about in the conversation asking all kinds of different things. And about 20 minutes later, finally I'm able to say, what's going on with you? And the first thing out of my dad's mouth is, well, your mother's out of town. (laughs) And I thought, oh, this is what's happening. When mom would leave town, she would call to warn us. Say, could you check on your dad? Call him from time to time. Take him out to dinner. Make sure he's eating as if we had to feed him. We would take him out, make sure he was okay. On one of these evenings, we're walking into the restaurant and we run into a friend of ours, a kid I had grown up with, and he is there with his father as well. And we hear our two dads commiserating on the fact that both their wives are out of town. My friend turned to me and said, it's kind of sweet how endearing our dads are without our moms around, but it's kind of sad how they fall apart when they're gone. The reality is that moms hold things together for us in so many ways. They walk with us on the daily journey. They listen about our cares and concerns and the worries. They encourage us to keep going. They remind us who we are. Sometimes they even explain the scriptures to us, host us at the table, and dare I say it, even reveal to us who God himself is. I thought this morning one of the titles to the scripture could be Jesus Shows Up Like Mom. And we get it, right? When we hear these different stories about how moms care for us, we remember the ways that God shows up in care. And this isn't to the exclusion of dads or anyone else. Dads show up in different ways, right? As one of my friends' dad would say, My job is to keep you alive and to keep you safe. But moms show up in a different way, a softer way, a more patient way, a caring way. They lend a touch of nurturing and attention to life that is not found elsewhere. And without them, many of us probably wouldn't be here today. Stop for a moment and imagine a world without moms. Hold in your mind the moms or mother figures you have in your lives, because I know we all don't necessarily have that wonderful mom, but there is usually someone along the way that has played some kind of role to care for you, to look out for you, to notice when you're gone, to notice when you're down, and to care. Hold those moms or those mother figures in your mind. Think of the things that they have done. And then think of the big gap when they are gone. This morning, one of the things we will do is celebrate moms. Because it seems like the rest of the year, they always take care of us. This is one of the few times that we stop and say thank you and take care of them. It's interesting to me as we look at the scriptures 
Scholars point out how Jesus shows up to us in this passage this morning, not in some magical, magnificent way, not some mount of transfiguration, not some Jordan River baptism, but just along the everyday path of the journeys that we walk. Jesus comes alongside his followers and says, essentially, how was your day? He listens to them, encourages them, lifts them up, and then even plays hosts at their own house. Like I said, he explains the scriptures to them and then reveals God to them. And I'll highlight that this morning as we celebrate communion, many scholars believe that it is actually in the act of communion that Jesus is revealing himself to his disciples. And some even think that when he breaks the bread and then offers it to them, it's when they see the marks, the scars in his hand, and they remember and recognize, oh, this is Jesus. This is the one who hung on the cross for us. Other scholars believe that it is just the act of offering the Lord's Supper that they would have celebrated with Jesus, and they remember, oh, this is the Christ. It's in these everyday rituals of life and love that God comes to us and reveals himself to us. Wesley would call it the means of grace, the ways in which we encounter God in the things that we do, or more correctly, that he encounters us. As we exist in these different spaces, as we do these different things, of walking the path, of being with one another, of opening the scriptures, of coming together in worship, of coming to the table. It is in all these things that Jesus begins to reveal God to us, and we see that this morning. The love of God comes to us in so many different ways. But this morning we celebrate a very particular way that the love of God comes to us, and that is in our mothers. As we hold these things that God does for us, that our moms do for us in our minds this morning, I invite you as we come in prayer to the table to be grateful to God for all he has done for us in his sacrifice on the cross, in this meal as we celebrate together our core identity as family, as his beloved children, but also to give thanks and celebrate our moms and mother figures in our lives, who I think we can all be assured we would not be here without. To all the moms out there, thank you for how you walk the path with us. Thank you for how you listen to our concerns, how you encourage us to keep going, how you host us at the table, how you explain the scriptures to us and how you even reveal God to us in your love. Thank you all. Amen.